Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where the horse to ride for your next bull purchase. 6th of February of 2021. Co-op. Agriculture is Saskatchewan. And 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Well, today we take a look at the grain markets this week. What's happening? With canola moving up significantly, wheat is moving just sideways. Cargill temporary closes an Ontario meatpacking plant over COVID-19. The chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association talks about agri-stability. Wheat growers past president Sherilyn Jolly-Nagel discusses the carbon tax. We have an outlook on beef and hog markets. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Canadian canola prices were booming this week, but wheat was little changed. PI Financial Commodities Future Advisor Adam Pacallo says dry weather in South America is pushing oilseed prices ever upward. Well, Jim, starting off on canola... Another very positive week on the March futures, which is turning now to be the more actively traded contract in the January. Uh, it's increased so far this week approximately $27 a ton, with yesterday being a, quite a large day up. It increased approximately $11 a ton. So this week we got above that $600 a ton on that March futures contract and seeming like there definitely can be more upside. And what happened with wheat? On the wheat side of things, a little bit different. Uh, Wheat's actually down about one cent a bushel uh, on the week. So uh, fairly sideways. Uh, We did have a larger move down uh, on Monday, but it uh, has since kind of recovered a little bit from there. Uh, But for the most part, again, wheat has been trading mostly sideways. So the uh, I would say the more more of the questions I've been getting from clients uh, this week has definitely been from the canola side of things. Uh, persistent dryness in, in parts of South America has really supported kind of more buying on the soybean front uh, overnight. Uh, soybeans actually pushed uh, to a new six-year high, again, with strong demand for U.S. exports, as, as well as actually strikes and weather concerns in Argentina. So uh, there's a lot of just positive fundamental and even, again, technicals as well, too, that I think that funds are still on the long side and adding, and that's really being supportive for all of these grain markets. What were the fundamentals that pushed wheat down Monday but made it allowed it to recover mostly the rest of the week? Well, you know, a combination of strength in the other grains um, has held it uh, fairly stable. Um, uncertainty over Russian exports and, and a sharp break in the U.S. dollar lower are all, I would say, supportive factors for the market short term. But again, wheat has a little bit different of a fundamental side, and that's where grain traders are kind of indicating that 
there might not be a whole much more upside here unless the other grains do support it as well too. Uh, for the time being though, I've, I would say been more focusing on the canola front for clients definitely, but wheat has taken a, a bit of a back burner given the prices we've seen. So what's the outlook for next week and beyond? Well, starting off on the canola front, uh, I've been mentioning here on this show for, you know, over a, you know, a couple months now that I could still see canola going higher and, and you know, my viewpoint hasn't changed. Now, uh, 650 a ton on the nearby is kind of that next target area for it. Uh, is it going to be in a straight line upwards? I, I don't think so. However, we've seen it, you know, it's steadily increase here. Um, I believe it's still important to be incrementally selling for farms some up at these levels. And, uh, you know, for farms that might have maybe sold too much, then that's when, you know, uh, an option strategy might be suitable for them just because of, you know, the rally we've seen already. So that's kind of on the canola front. And then, you know, for wheat, um, I'm going to be watching some technical levels that it seems that we could just keep trading sideways. Adam Picallo is a commodity futures advisor with PI Financial. Cargill is temporarily halting production at its biggest beef processing plant in Ontario. The Guelph plant has had 82 employees test positive for COVID-19. Cargill is encouraging all of its employees to get tested and stressed the need for social distancing and isolation when there are positive cases. The Cargill plant at Guelph accounts for about 70% of eastern Canadian slaughter capacity, which will create challenges for beef producers in Ontario and Quebec. A cattle set-aside program is expected to begin as soon as next week. The program would be similar to the one implemented in Western Canada this spring when there were processing slowdowns due to a rash of COVID-19 cases at plants in High River and Brooks, Alberta. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford Equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. The chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association welcomes a big push to get the provincial governments to enhance agri-stability. A wide range of farm organizations joined forces yesterday to push the provinces to accept proposed federal changes to agri-stability farm support. Groups like the Canadian Federation of Agriculture and the Canadian Cattlemen's Association are urging the provinces to adopt their proposed improvements to agri-stability. Saskatchewan is worried about the high cost. But the chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Arnold Balicki, is hoping the province will go ahead with the proposal. Yes, I, I certainly am, um, Jim. It's it's something that's critical for the cow-calf producers, and you know, unfortunately, they they didn't uh, the feds didn't offer anything in regards to the cap, uh, three million dollar cap. We were hoping they would have moved on that to help our our feedlots that are struggling. Three million dollars nowadays is a drop in the bucket. And, and it, you know that was there since 2013, I believe. So it's outdated. It, it doesn't reflect the cost of production, and it certainly doesn't have any reflection on on inflation. So, uh, but we do hope that what is on the table uh, that it, that Minister Merritt and his government comes through and says, yeah, we can we can back this thing. How important is it? Well, I think it's critical. I think what we all have to remember: we the cow calf sector for sure has not really had any uh, backstop in the last six or seven years and we've had some tough times during those years and so you know a lot of producers are 
are struggling. Uh, you know, we have such a narrow profit margin if there is anything such as a profit in this cow-calf business right now. And so it's critical we have something. I mean, if you look at the uncertainty now with, with COVID and, and uh, the weather and trade and all, all the other issues, um, and, and, and now, you know, we have another uncertainty. We don't even know what effect the, uh, the, the new carbon tax proposal is going to have on us. We know what what the present one has on us, and it's it's put a dent in in our uh, bottom line. And so, you know, we have a whole lot of concerns about uh, about needing a a backstop program such as ag stability, especially for our young producers. The province uh, of Saskatchewan is concerned about the cost, though. Well, they are, and you know, we're cognizant of the cost. But uh, you know, our our position is yes, we we know it's going to cost the province uh, quite a bit of money or a lot of money but we also know that in the event there was a, a payout because of a, a bad year for, for producers that the payout to producers would be huge and that would help uh, the economy uh, keep chugging along so you know it's, it's a balancing act. Ottawa is proposing to raise the compensation under agri-stability from 70 to 80 percent and remove the reference margin. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. I'm Lindsay Smith with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, and joining me now is the Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada, Marie-Claude Bibot. Welcome here, Minister. Thank you. Let's maybe start with the environmental plan that your government has rolled out um, and, and some of the components of it, including, of course, we're getting a lot of questions about the carbon cost that's worked into this environmental plan. Uh, yes, of course, it is a very uh, important piece of our climate pa- plan. If we want to have, you know, uh, the various industries um, and contributing to uh, reaching our objective to uh, reduce our emissions in a significant manner to reach our um, Paris Accord, um, Paris Agreement objective and being neutral, uh, emission neutral by 2050 it's important that we get all the industry on board but uh, there are also a lot of measures to support uh, the ag sector and the farmers in this climate climate plan and i'm very excited with the uh, research and innovation component Uh, we really want the farmers to have access to the new best practices and we're talking about 185 million dollars in that to be invested in that uh, mainly around our living labs. So this is a way that we bring our researchers and scientists in the field uh, working on very concrete challenges that our farmers are facing so we can make sure that the, the results uh, can be shared and that are applicable to, uh, to the greatest number. So this is something that I really look forward to, uh, to uh, pursue. And there's another big one uh, around clean tech, and we're talking about $165 million support to our farmers uh, for them to have access to these new technologies and new equipment that are um, more energy efficient. 
Um, there's also the, uh, the planting of two billion trees. Uh, an important partner, <laughs> important partners will be the, the farmers. And I think that would be a good opportunity there as well. Um, there will be another challenge around reducing the emissions around the fertilizer, but I've had a conversation very recently with uh, Fertilizer Canada. I'm very interested in their five um, R approach. I think this is something that should be shared, you know, widely. So there are opportunities there as well. I see that the sector is committed uh, to always do better. Biofuel will also represent uh, opportunities uh, to open up new markets for our farmers. And uh, we will be uh, launching the consultations really soon with the Canada Gazette One. And I'm very confident that uh, the farmers will be reassured to, to see that we're not going to be assessing the sustainability on uh, a farm-by-farm basis. I know that they were worried about the, the, the land use and the way we would be evaluating it. So I think they will be reassured and they will see much more opportunities into that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so certainly, I mean, many things rolling out there. One of the questions I did have certainly um, that you have addressed in some way um, is sort of this discussion on the fertilizer piece, of course, on, on what farmers are already doing to reduce those emissions. Um, there are farmers certainly who feel that their current contributions uh, to reducing carbon uh, use or carbon sequestration um you know, the ability to do that on farms that, that isn't necessarily being recognized in some of these new policies or in the direction this government is going. What would you say to those farmers who, who aren't feeling like the good work they're doing is really being recognized? I know. <laughs> we, uh, this is something that we want to do, you know, make Canadians understand better um, the work our farmers are doing. And actually, I think COVID was uh, the crisis are, is still a big health and economic crisis, but if there's one good thing that it has brought to us is that Canadians do recognize uh, the value of the work of our farming industry. And if they were taking their food for granted before, they realize that it's not coming magically on the shelves and on their table. And they are doing a significant uh, contribution to protect our planet. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Hey everybody, it's Ted Creech here from Hill 70 Quantock Ranch of Lloydminster, Alberta. On the 6th of February of 2021, I'd like to invite everybody to our 51st annual Barn Burner Bull Sale starting at 12 noon. Now we'll sell approximately 400 bulls consisting of Red and Black Angus, Horn and Pulled Herefords, Red and Black Sim Angus, Charlay and Red Balancer Bulls plus 100 bred and open commercial females to round out the day. Now don't be afraid to get in touch with us. Either call myself, Connor, or Bill at 1-800-665-7253. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. Mainly sunny sky today. Wind northwest 30, gusting to 50, and becoming light this afternoon. The high minus 14. Temperature rising to minus 4 by tomorrow morning. Wind chill minus 22 tonight, minus 10 overnight. 
Saturday, increasing cloudiness, 30% chance of flurries in the afternoon. Wind west 30 gusting to 50, becoming northwest 50 gusting to 70 in the afternoon. The high tomorrow plus 1, the wind chill minus 10 in the morning, the low minus 9. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high plus 3, the low minus 8. Monday, increasing cloudiness, the high minus 1, 60% chance of evening flurries on Sunday, the low minus 3. Tuesday, periods of snow. Local blowing snow, windy, high minus 3, the low minus 17. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 10, the low minus 12. And Thursday, Christmas Eve, partly cloudy sky, the high minus 5. Normal high for this date, minus 9, the normal low, minus 21. The sun rose at 8.55 this morning, it sets at 4.56 tonight. And around the province, we have the hot spot, minus 8 in Cypress Hills Park. Cold spot, minus 39 degrees, way up north at Uranium City. Esteban, minus 16. Saskatoon, minus 22. Swift Current, minus 16. Weyburn, minus 18. Yorkton is minus 19. In Regina, with sunny skies, it's minus 19. That's two below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 16. Humidity is 68%. The barometer rising, 102.4. Sunny in Moose Jaw, minus 17. Winds are from the west at 17. Once again, Regina, sunny and minus 19. That's two below Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Canadian farmers are upset with the federal government following last week's plan to keep hiking the carbon tax until it hits $170 a metric ton in just 10 years. Several farmers have already said it's going to put many producers in this country out of business. Saskatchewan farmer and wheat growers past president Sherilyn Jolly-Nagel talked with reporter Cheryl Brooks. And Sherilyn Jolly-Nagel wasn't happy with the federal plan. First of all, I thought it was a mistake. And not that I'm a trusting of the government type of person normally, but, you know, the promise was not to go above $50 a ton. And to be clear, I took issue $50 a ton. Mm -hmm. that That was insurmountable to begin with. So on a Friday afternoon, to hear this announcement, $170 a ton, I really thought it was a mistake. It didn't make sense to me. The numbers don't make sense. This is insurmountable. This is, it will crush us. It will literally collapse our family farms. It, it's not feasible. But there was no you know, alternatives. There's no discussion around um, what measures they'll, they'll take you know, to help out farmers or how this will impact agriculture. In fact, there just doesn't seem to be any sort of recognition that it will impact agriculture. Do, do you find it interesting that, as you, you mentioned, um, they did it on a Friday afternoon with very little fanfare leading up to it, and then basically it's a case of, well, we'll just kind of let things sort themselves out now. And, and, during, yeah. and during a pandemic... Yeah. You know what? I hate to complain about the the classic political Friday afternoon move. 
Absolutely everybody does it. Every political party in history has done this. So I can't wag my finger at the Liberal Party and say, well, that was a nasty trick to put that on on a Friday afternoon. Mm -hmm. I would have been ticked off whether it was a Monday morning, a Sunday afternoon, or a Friday afternoon. So, yep, it sucks that they did that. So we had the weekends, you know, to sweat and stew about it. But regardless, today's news doesn't work that way. We still talked about it all through the weekend. We mm-hmm. talked about it on Monday, and the story didn't go away, and the story's not going to go away. It can't go away. This isn't possible. No matter which way we try to crunch these numbers, this, this $170 a ton tax is not possible. We're not talking about thousands of dollars for family farms. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars with no recognition that what we're doing right now is good. We're, we are sequestering carbon. We are, we are doing the best job that we possibly can. And I cannot get over the hypocrisy of this government. Everywhere you look, the government is talking about increasing our exports. You know, the, how the agriculture contributes to our GDP, you know, buy Canadian made products and look what can, Canadians are doing for feeding the world. <laughs> tax us like this without any, you know, recognition that what we're doing is, is some of the best sustainable practices on the globe. I, I can't get over the hypocrisy. Let's focus on that then. For a lot of people who don't realize just what farming does uh, for the environment, I know here on the prairies, for example, the grasslands plays a huge role in that. Oh, of course it does. It, it's not It's not just about producing food. We produce uh, fuel, we produce fiber, we produce food, uh, and the, the majority of Canadians get to consume a lot of what we grow. But given our population as a great big country, and we're still, what, 37 million people, Canada cannot possibly consume everything that we grow. And that's a good news story. We export what we grow, upwards of 80%, 90% of some of the products that we grow, some of the commodities that we grow, get exported. And this is, this is part of the global trade story, which I happen to think is one of the best stories to tell these days. The fact that I get to eat strawberries, the fact that I get to drink coffee, the fact that I get to wear cotton shirts. This is all part of a global trading network that is fascinating to me. And, and it's, a, it's a positive good news story. And Canada contributes in such a substantial way. We are the world's largest exporter of lentils. Like We have some, some truly amazing contributions to food trade among all of the other you know amazing products that we that we export so it's a great it's a great story the government depends on us our gdp depends on us jobs and employment depends on us i think it's one in eight people are employed in canada within the agriculture industry and that's not just your your farmers i mean less than two percent of the population is is a farmer today but that's your your truckers your people that are connected to uh, the grocery store food chains the restaurants everybody that's connected to the food chain is massively dependent on agriculture and as farmers we're we're happy to contribute to that but i'm a little tired of getting you know, kicked in the knees. We, you know, we're a humble people for the most part. We do our thing. We go about our business. We adopt new innovations. We don't ask much. But over and over, this government keeps kicking us in the knees, and it's getting harder and harder to stand up. And this carbon tax is, uh, you're going to hear some farmers screaming and yelling about this, and rightfully. 
That's farmer and policy advocate Sherilyn Jolly Nagle of Moss Bank. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. 2020 started off with promise for both beef and hog producers, but COVID-19 created processing and marketing challenges for both commodities. Bob Lowe, president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, is hoping for a turnaround by next summer. COVID will end. And when COVID ends, we're still going to be in a protein-deficient world. And if you're producing food, in particular protein, that's that's got to be a good thing. I see it may take the first two quarters to get through this from the beef standpoint, but I see some pretty bright future for the second half of 2021 in the beef industry. The chair of the Canadian Pork Council is less optimistic, but Rick Bergman says a lot will depend on if the provinces approve a federal offer to improve agri-stability. He says pork producers need some help from the business risk management program. Once they have the confidence, then they have the ability to and the desire to invest, to encourage the next generation to jump on board and take the farm to the next level. But until there is a strong recognition that uh, were a solution to the current problem. It will be much longer in our sector than, than those quarters. But I'll tell you what, if we can fix this, I believe that's a, that's a start of igniting some good things to happen. Rick Bergman is the chair of the Canada Pork Council. Rocky Mountain Dealerships Incorporated says shareholders have voted in favor of a deal to take the company private. The company says 72% of shareholder votes in a virtual meeting were in favor of the deal to allow a numbered company to buy outstanding shares for $7.41 apiece. The deal with the private company, which is controlled by Chairman Matthew Campbell and CEO Garrett Gandon, values Rocky Mountain Dealerships at $144 million or $195 million, including debt, net of cash, and lease obligations, and excluding floor plan payables. The Calgary-based company says it's the largest farm equipment dealer in Canada, with 36 locations in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Viterra prices were moving up in early trading this morning. Canola gained $7.70 at $5.72.77. Number one red spring wheat went up $1.66 at $2.4108. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $2.9762. Feed barley, $2.0970. Flax six ninety three thirty seven, lentils five fifty seven fifty, oats two eleven fifty three, yellow peas three twenty eight eighty nine, and feed wheat one eighty three seventy two. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, March red spring wheat rose five and a quarter cents at five seventy two and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. 
Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now the latest livestock quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw, just under $600 off for here at our Thursday sale. Last regular sale of the year. Look, good cows, they were bringing anywhere from 68 right up to 77 bucks. Medium cows, anywhere from 56 right up to 65 bucks. Next first pre-sort of the new year is on the 19th of January. First regular sale is on the 14th of January. We at this time would like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a very prosperous New Year. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,200 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 151 to 161 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,400 head, selling in a range of 149 to 159 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, December 19th are Ole West 2020 contract, 153.30, Ole West 2021 contract, 169.60, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 151.56, Ham's Cash, 149.56, Thunder Creek Brickle, 153.55, High Life Cash, $160.30 per CKG. Ham's and Born Sows this week are selling the range of 34 to 40 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was up 22 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2718. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.42 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are lower to finish the week, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt region down $2.44 U.S. 100 weight, national 44 cents lower, and the national cutout adjusted variant down by 90 cents relative to the previous day. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Retail sales in Canada edged up 0.4% to $54.6 billion in October. Stats Canada says it was the sixth straight monthly increase since a record sales decline in April due to COVID-19-related lockdowns. It says sales of trucks and buses were up 4.1% over a year earlier, while furniture stores saw sales spike 6.6% and core retail sales were up 0.3%. The preliminary estimate for November suggests retail sales were relatively flat heading into the holiday shopping season. CP Rail has announced a new pilot project to build the first long-haul hydrogen-powered train in North America. The railway company says it will retrofit a long-haul locomotive with hydrogen fuel cells and new battery technology. It says it will then test the new electric traction motors to see if hydrogen technology is ready for the freight sector. Chief Executive Keith Creel says the project will position the Calgary company as a leader in decarbonizing freight transportation. On the markets, North American stock markets fell in midday trading as the Canadian dollar slid despite gains in the TSX energy sector. The TSX composite index was down 81 points at 17,571. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 202 points at 30,101. The Canadian dollar traded at 78.24 cents U.S. compared with 78.63 cents Thursday. The February crude oil contract was up 58 cents at 49.12 per barrel. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Hill 70 Quantock Ranch. The place to be for your next bull purchase. Mark the right date, February 6th, 2021. 
Call 1-800-665-7253 anytime, any day. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where quality comes in quantity on the 6th of February of 2021. Be welcome to join us for our annual bull sale.